It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Here we go, a Week 10 edition of the Matchup Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. I'm John Hansen. Recording this puppy here on Wednesday night, November 9th. Greg Cosell standing by, been in the film room per usual. Greg, how are you? You know what? I'm doing well, John. You know, I we have to make a few adjustments on the matchup show again this week when the news about Matthew Stafford came out this afternoon. So, um, uh, you know, but hey, other than that, you know, these things happen. Yeah, no question. The the other one that really threw you for the loop was a Jamar Chase, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I did a piece on Stafford, um, you know, for this week because we were going to do the Rams cards game, and also now Murray has a hamstring injury. Who knows about that? Hamstrings don't usually heal heal in a day or two, but uh, we may have to make an adjustment there. But but other than that, I've got a name for you, which I'm sure you're well on top of. But I think it's a really important name. Okay, Jay Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. Let's go right there for the Minnesota Vikings. I had a gut feel. We talked about it on the live we stream. About, we yeah. Last week, we talked about the fact that, you know, he was going to be a big factor. And, you know, who knew he'd have nine catches in his first game? But he is going to be a big factor. Big factor. And from your tape study, I, I saw your notes. You know, he was he was doing it against zone. He was doing it against man. It's like I basically felt like he'd been there three years. No question. And, he, and you know, sometimes he'd be – corner so i mean you know he's first of all as you recall and this doesn't happen very often in fact i can't recall another one but i'm sure i did have one or two going back years when he came out of iowa i did not have a weakness in my weakness section oh yeah no and and again that didn't mean i thought that he'd step in and catch 100 balls and be an all pro and a hall of famer i just didn't see a defined weakness in his game and for whatever reason in detroit you know, and there's always many reasons that you and I can't be aware of because we're not in the building, but it just didn't work out from a fantasy perspective in terms of numbers. But I think he's in a really good spot now. And separate from fantasy, he's also a t- terrific inline blocker, and we know they want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. I think the offense is still ascending in minutes. I don't think we've seen them even get rolling yet. No, I would agree with that. I think they're still figuring out, you know, Kevin O'Connell's offense. You know, Cousins is a veteran who's been in one offense for years, so it just becomes different, and it takes a little time, no matter how much of a veteran you are. I've heard Rich Gannon talk about this all the time. Yep. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> different play caller, somebody different in your ear, just yeah. the way information is given to you and how it's received. It just takes time, but I, I don't think they've hit their stride yet. Exactly. And by the way, I'm with you. We are totally in the coughing era phase of the year here. Like November starts getting cold. Everyone's got some sort of congestion going on. I've I've been definitely I've been talking like a like a 60 year old, 70 year old man, you know, like like Harry Callis uh, all week here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there's um, nothing wrong with that, John. I'm getting close there. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we try and sound a little youthful here. I don't want to sound know, like, know, like an 89-year-old guy. Um, but, you know, real quick on, on Hawkinson, just, just, just my theory very quickly. You know, that's a lot of pressure. Top 10 pick for the Lions. Kind of yep. like the guy. And, you know, he's great. But I feel like maybe he's not, you know, the guy. Like when you plop him, though, in this environment, now he's a – 
he's a piece and he's a damn good piece. Well, and I personally think he'll become the number two weapon behind Jefferson. You know, Thielen's yeah. still solid. Absolutely. You can certainly throw to Thielen in given situations because you know he's a pro's pro. True. But I think in terms of target share and receptions, I think Hawkinson will become number two. Well, I actually agree with that. Well, I was kind of like with Dalvin, you know, like, you know, like, he's like the third guy there in the offense, you know, not excluding the quarterback, which I think I is the good. The guy that I'll get hurt by this is Osborne. I mean, I like Osborne yeah. a lot. I'm talking about from a fantasy perspective. He's still, yeah. I, I think he's still a very, very good player. And you want to have three quality wideouts. I don't know, you know, his target share could drop. By the way, um, potential revenge game here for Case Keenum this week. I know you saw yeah. that tape on, on Josh Allen. You know, yeah. I, I, I will say that Josh Allen's numbers have been there, but it's been weird. They're not really supporting a lot of fantasy guys, really no one uh, consistently other than Diggs. I do feel like their offense has been a little off this year. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. It's, it's been, they've had moments, and Allen certainly made special plays, which he can make at any given time. Um, but I would say that they haven't been quite as, as I don't know what the word is, consistent maybe. Um, but, you know, they still Almost, score a um, lot of dangerous. They haven't been as dangerous. Yes, that might be a good word. That might be a good word. Yeah, yeah. like threatening, you know, like not yeah. a lot of, not a ton of downfield big plays. No. Um, you know, I agree with that. And uh, what do you see out of the Vikings defense while we're talking there? You know, I, I, I think they're pretty good. I feel like the corners are getting better and the pass rush has been pretty good. No, I think their defense is, is kind of overlooked a little bit. I think their front six, particularly in nickel, where they play mostly, is very good to veteran linebackers. A lot of length up front to rush the quarterback. Um, I agree with you in the secondary. Um, I think it's getting better. You know, they've got veterans in Peterson and Harrison Smith. And then young players like Cam Bynum and Cam Danzler, who I yep. think are improving players. So, you know, it's just not a sexy defense because they don't blitz a lot. You know, they're not one of those defenses you go, wow. But up front, they have a lot of length. They have Hunter. They have uh, Smith, who moves all over. The Smith area. has been like, I mean, he he yeah. seems to me like the, uh, like a top 10 impactful defensive player this year, maybe even top five. Yeah, and I, I really like DJ Wonham as well. All these guys are six four, six five, and can line up all across the defensive front. So that could be a tough go if it's uh, Case Keenum here for the Buffalo Bills. You know, I guess my, my one more point: if Josh can't go, and you know, you don't you don't know if um, we don't know the answer to that. But I'm I, I'd be surprised if he didn't go out there, honestly. But we'll see. You mean you'd be surprised if he? So you'd be surprised if he didn't play. Yes, I would. Based on his history, yeah, I think so. Well, for the moment, let's say he doesn't. And you'll know this, you know, at some point, and then you'll make adjustments if, if necessary. Yeah. Do you think they will run the ball more? You know, because obviously they believe that Josh Allen is Superman and he can do anything, and they don't really run the ball with any great, great consistency. Here and there they do. Would you expect them to have more just volume carries for backs? James I don't know if they – more this week, and I think – I think that the, he's going to become a little bit more of a run player. Now, Hines only played four snaps last week because he was new, but I'm curious to see how he fits in here. So you think James Cook, his role might expand in the running game? I do. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, it yeah. may not be this week. Yeah. I, that I yeah. can't answer. Josh. He looks good. No, he but looks I good. Think, again, he's a miniature Dalvin Cook. It's unbelievable. More juice than single, Singletary. And yeah, you know, I think they would like to see more explosive plays in the run game. Well, that's why they kicked the tires on McKissick, McCaffrey, and yeah, got yeah. Hines. I mean, I think Singletary is is a solid football player. He's certainly not, you know, a, a bad player. But I think they'd like to see a little more juice in the run game. No doubt. And Singletary is like, man, geez, they're trying to replace my ass. He's probably heavily motivated as well. Right. Uh, let's move on here. And um, let's see, where else? Are we? Uh, check in on the uh, box. Um, I saw some of your notes about Brady. Like, boy, is he getting rid of the ball? Is it almost to a detriment at this point? Uh, um, get- you know, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Um you know, I think a big factor now going forward, and maybe not so much volume, although we don't know, is Kate Otten. Because they really did not have a tight end who was doing anything until the last couple of weeks. Yep. And Otten has become a little bit of a factor. Um, yeah. I'm not here to say he's going to get 12 targets this week, you know. No, I, I, I'm liking what I see here last three weeks for sure. But I liked him coming out of UW. Um, you know, they played a defense that's not really like other defenses in the league this week because the Rams are kind of a soft corner defense. They don't press. They give you free access off the ball. They play mm. almost all zones. Zone. Very little man. You know, they're a different defense than you see every week in the NFL. Yeah. Well, any thoughts on – I guess it's, it's hard to have any thoughts on the running game because there is no running game. There is no run game. I mean, I, I really don't know what to say. I'm, I'm yeah. just being honest yeah. with you. So, you know, I, I mean, I personally believe just – and you know everything I say is based on my film study. Of course. I believe that they have to play Rashard White. I just believe that, you know, again, just like we spoke about James Cook, although Singletary is clearly a solid back, whereas I think Fournette is kind of not giving you much at all right now. Right. I think Rashad White has to play. He's got to get the reps, get the ball, yeah. get into yeah. a rhythm here. Then he, then he's a guy. He's not going to pop off a lot of 30 yarders, but he'll pop off a lot of nine yarders, you know? Yeah, like, the, the, I think the answer you get for that, because they throw the ball so much, and it's a valid reason, is that Fournette's a very good pass protector. And, and Yeah, no doubt. Rashad's getting some chances here and there and, and all that. I think he's improving. Any thoughts on this uh, Seattle D right now? Because they're actually pretty damn good in, in every area, honestly. I mean, they're not bad against the run. They're damn good against the pass. No, I kind of like Seattle's D. I mean um, – They've improved greatly over the last three, four weeks. Um, you know, I, I think that there's players that stand out to me, and I've said this before, purely based on tape study, a significant upgrade for them is Ryan Neal is a far better player than Jamal Adams. He's been a significant upgrade at strong safety. That's amazing. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I think, look, they, they play two corners. Tariq Woolen, who's a rookie, 6'4", 215, long and can run. Okay, and, and the other corner on the left side is Michael Jackson, who was drafted by another team, I forget which team, as a late round pick, and then Seattle signed him. So they played the Dallas. Corners. I think it was Dallas. It might have been Dallas, you're right. And then their their nickel is Kobe Bryant, who's also a rookie. So, you know, they are playing really, really well. And now they're starting to to get a little pass rush pressure from from their down four. And if you can get pass rush pressure from your down four, John that changes everything about your defense. And this is no cake matchup for the struggling Bucks. No cake matchup at all. Well, I mean, you could make an argument that 
the Seahawks right now are a better team than the Bucs. I mean, we're arguing all year lately. Well, not all yeah. year. Last six weeks. Geno Smith's better than Tom Brady. There and, it is. And, and, and uh, Kenneth Walker Jr. Is, is, uh, is a junior or the third? I forget. Um, uh, the third, okay. I believe. Okay. I, I don't want I, I to get that wrong. Um, but um, Yeah, the third. He, he's, he's a really good back. I mean, they've oh, got a God. run game. They have, they have a productive run game, a volume run game, a productive pass game. That is not necessarily a volume pass game because they don't have to play that way usually. They, they can stay relatively balanced. Um, and, you know, Gino's been super efficient. Oh, no question. And by the way, they, they've discovered over the last couple of weeks, you know, when that trade went down, we thought, oh, poor Noah Fant. Well, he gets the last laugh. And it's like all of a sudden, Noah Fant. Oh, that's right. Noah Fant was a first round pick. He could, guy could run, you know? So, without question. Without question. I mean, and, you know, I mean, this week they ran that same play numerous times and the cards just. Uh, you know they uh, i don't know what they were thinking but they, they they ran that little boot where he crossed the formation and they just no one recognized him let's move on because i've got to ask you about the the chiefs here now we we know andy loves the forward pass like nobody else but are we getting to a point now where we we might need to do something here because it's unhealthy or is this is this them? I mean, come on now. Seventy eight um, attempts. Yeah. Whatever. Sixty eight. Yeah. yeah, and, and obviously more dropbacks than that because he was sacked and he did have some scrambles. So it was over seventy dropbacks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's pretty high. I, particularly against a team too that rushed the quarterback really well with their down four. They made it difficult for Mahomes. I know the numbers, you know, obviously because he completed forty three and therefore threw for over four hundred yards. That's great for fantasy, and people might think he had a good game. He actually did not have a very good game, and he was under a lot of duress. And they got him anticipating pressure. They got him kind of breaking down. Now we know Mahomes making hmm. makes plays when he breaks down. We know that, but overall, this was not one of his better games. Well, yeah, and and you just wonder. I mean, I just my you know uneducated opinion. Even though I've been doing this for a while, I don't really delve into it uh, this much. But I feel like Andy's out there drawing up some great route combinations and all that. But we're still, it's still kind of individual plays. Is that fair? The um, offense, you know. No, I don't. I don't okay. think they're necessarily an individual play offense. Okay. Um, I think they're they're far more than that, but they just throw it a whole lot. They just throw right. it way too much. Maybe for my taste, relying a little too much on on the mastery of Mahomes, and you know. Yeah, that, and, and I think that's easy to do. You know, in some yeah. ways, they're doing with him to some degree now what the Bills do with Josh. Exactly. Expect exactly. Mahomes Superman every week, and he's great. So more yep. often than not, he is Superman. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just yep. hard to play that way, particularly when you play a team that can rush the quarterback well and consistently with your down four. I thought Edwards Alaire was going to represent a little bit of a value this year. Um, I look good after five weeks, and not so good now. Um, I, I don't even know what to think. Maybe something's going on, but it's just weird. They don't use him in the passing game. And obviously, they're not giving him a chance to get going on the ground. He's had a couple of moments on the ground this year, so I, I yeah, just don't. I, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I can only tell you, you know, watch the tape. I don't know why 
I don't I don't know why they make the decisions that they make regarding the running backs. They're with these right. guys every single day. Um, Andy right. Reid's been doing it a long time. You'd have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's he's a pretty damn good coach. Well, that said, I also worked for a year with Brian Westbrook analyzing games, and you know, obviously, it came up a lot where often Brian would be like, "Come on, Andy, run the ball," you know. So uh, oh, yeah. he. He loves him, but he also always thought he should have ran the ball more. Uh, So, I mean, two things can be true there at the same time. But we also need to get into, I mean, we all know at this point the Dolphins are, I mean, dare I say, unstoppable. But we got to get into this uh, transformation by Justin Fields and uh, the Chicago Bear passing game because apparently, Greg, they they met, you know, a couple of weeks ago and – you know, borrowed from a couple of offenses doing some things around the, the league this year and made their adjustments. I thought this is what, what they were going to do all year, uh, all off season, get fields on the move more. But just your thoughts on this transformation, because it seems to be working in, in terms of actually throwing the ball better. It just seems to be really working. Um, yeah, I mean, look, let's be honest about what the tape shows. And we've talked about Fields every week, and I think he's getting incrementally better every single week. You could almost see watching him how much more comfortable he is playing the position. Um, yep. But the pass game elements are remedial, and I think okay. that's intentional. And I don't right. mean that right. in a negative way. I think they're getting him more and more comfortable every week. The throws they're asking him to make are, are you know relatively easy throws by NFL standards. But yeah. I did love the 16-yard touchdown to Mooney on third oh, and eight. Yeah. You know, near exactly. the, end of the first half. You know, yep. beautiful throw. Um, Great route combination. Yeah, you know, I, I I thought that was just a really you know really a good job overall. But there's no question that. Um, you know, he's got running ability. Here, I'll give you a great example. I actually called my buddy Matt Bowen today and said, how would you coach this? Because Matt's a coach as well, you know, and um, as, as people may remember, he was on the matchup show with me for four years, so we still talk ball all the time. Yeah. And, you know, his 61-yard touchdown, um, it was a great example of where Fields is in his development because the Bears ran a, a, a route concept and there was a receiver wide open right in front of Fields, wide open for the yeah. first down. And yep. he didn't throw it. Instead, he ran. It ended up being a 61-yard touchdown. So I said to Matt, you know, as a coach, how do you coach that? What do you say to him? You know, when you're in the meeting, what do you say to him? You know, and I – because I find that fascinating with these quarterbacks that use their legs and leave throws that are there on the field within the structure, how you coach these guys, you know, because I'm not a coach. So right. I just find that fascinating as kind of an intellectual exercise. You know what I would do? Um, I, I'm no coach. I, I coached Little League Baseball, though, for 14 years, um, which I know people are laughing right now. But um, I would not say a damn thing if he scores a touchdown on it. But if he doesn't make a big play, I would then point him back and say, oh, by the way, uh, you know, nice try, but here, here's what you missed out on, you know, right? No, I think and, – and, and it's funny because I think you do have to say something, but I think then it comes to how you say it. Because, you know, right. you're not going to say, oh, man, you did a terrible job. You're not going right. to say that. But yeah. I think I think when coaches work 16, 17 hours a day and really put together what they do, and, you know, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see playbooks in your career. I have, and everything is so finely detailed and nuanced. Yeah. I think you have to basically, you know, acknowledge that, hey, you know, we called a play. The play worked. You know, we, we'd love to see you make that throw. 
you know. Yeah, sure. I think you sure. got to. I think you got to let him know that you can't act like you know it, nothing happened because we know that the sixty-one yard run is not going to happen all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Do you see? I I still see an offense that, to your point about you know, it's still uh, incremental progress because there's still very small margin for error. Is it almost like they 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 have a, a first read and if it's there, great. If not, well, we're screwed. Um, you know, I mean, it, is that very simple? Uh, like, kind of, if it's still kind of like if if a is he doing any progression work or is it more well, like let's put it this way? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure right, that right. coaches would say, hey, first read, then just take off. I'm not right, sure right, they would right, say that right, because right. obviously when you put in a pass game, a pass game does have progressions and it has multiple reads depending sure. on what the coverage is that you get. Now, <clears throat> they might say, I guess because I'm not a coach, I don't know exactly how they would say it, but I don't think they would say it as clearly, John, as, hey, first read, not there, just take off. You know, oh, sure, I sure, sure, sure. they would say that. I was very high, believe it or not, because I, I, I got it. I don't think this guy's a specimen by any stretch. I think he's just above average. But I was told that Cole Komet was going to be a big factor in the red zone. Obviously, well, nothing happened. One for sure. Yeah, so that's where I wanted to go with it. Like between like Fields getting a better command and his wheels and what you can do off of that with a guy like Komet, I feel like we could see a lot of touchdowns here. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when a lot of this stuff's really well schemed, I mean, that's what they try to do, and that's good coaching. But yeah, Komet's becoming a factor for sure. Um, and, no, the and, offense is like I told you. I kind of enjoy watching the offense every week. Just as someone who loves to evaluate quarterbacks, I really enjoy seeing Fields on a weekly basis. I understand what he is. I understand what he's being asked to do. But there's definitely incremental growth, and he's clearly a more comfortable player now. And I was screaming for them. What do I know? But I was screaming for them to trade for Denzel Mims because I'm like, uh, they need they need some length out there um, and a guy who can run. And, you know, Claypool well, is, I guess, better than nothing. It seems like he helped. They They have a ton of draft picks. And they've got, from what I understand, a lot of money under the cap. So it's going to be, they could have a fascinating offseason. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly things have turned for Fields. I mean, my God, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a turnaround like this basically in a month. You know, we go from this is, they got to sit them down to we're good, um, at least for fantasy. A um, couple of other nuggets here we want to get to. Um, you did not see Zach Wilson, I don't think, right? You saw the No, I, I, I did not see him yet, no. Right, right, no problem. We talked uh, Tom Brady here. Just going through Greg Cosell's notes as he uh, barrels through. I got through uh, a good amount of stuff this week, though. John. I see, yeah. Well, well, the weekly check-in on Tua and the Dolphins, I guess, still good. Oh, I, you know what? I thought Tua was, believe it or not, and the numbers might not have been as good as a few other games. I, I thought this week he was just downright brilliant. I mean, I wow. wish you could sit with me and see when he th- starts his delivery, you know, when he separates his hands from the ball yeah, against zone coverage, where receivers are and where he throws it. His mm. sense of timing and anticipation Ooh. is really high level right now. Really high level. We start to see a little Drew Brees out there. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I, I spoke to our buddy Joe Dolan this weekend because uh, I did a piece on Tua for the matchup show last week. And I think people took it the wrong way, which sometimes happens. That's fine. So I said, Joe, please retweet my my evaluation of Tua from, you know, the year he came out, you know, before he was drafted. Um, and he did. And 
if you read my transition, because it's it's out there still somewhere on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I, I literally nailed exactly what he is and what he's doing right now based on, you know, studying him in college. Isn't that a good feeling, though, when you, you draw well, on that I, base of uh, knowledge and you, you say, this is what I see for what it's worth. And that one there for sure was worth a lot. Yeah. And, and um, you know, look, hey, we're all going to be wrong sometimes. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, to me, it's funny. You know how it is. Sometimes I'll, I'll say something and people will say, boy, that's a controversial statement. Right. Boy, yeah, of course. Cool. And I think to myself, well, I'm just I'm watching the tape. So to me, it's not a bold or controversial statement. It's just what the tape is showing me. Greg, here's the best way to whittle it all down. You tell people things they're not ready to hear. That's it. And it's all based on tape study, John. Now, I understand that some people can look at tape and maybe see some things differently. I get that. And there's sure. things I okay. don't see because I'm one person and I can't see everything. You know, I always think when I'm watching tape that if a coach was sitting with me, he'd see 10 things I'm missing. And that's probably true because I'm one person that has to get through a lot of stuff every week, as you all know. But, you know, I like to think that at least I know what I'm looking at. And, you know, I'm going to be right more than more than not. Um, do you see the, yeah, the, all, all good. All, all, and you can be dis, pretty decisive because you're objective because you're just going off the film. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Now there's decisiveness in scouting that there's, you got, you got to carry a consider a lot of other factors, you know, the, the guy and the per, you know, right. the personal, but you can that. just, you know, yeah, you, I, don't, I don't get to yeah. do that. I don't work for a team, so I'm not interviewing the players. Right. You're just narrowing it right on down there to, uh, I should be uh, I should be hired by a team. I should be the uh, the temperature in the room guy. Like I'll just sit back and I'll just observe. Like for example, like Rashad White. When I met Rashad White, I'm like, this kid is an old soul, and this kid is mature beyond his years, and he's the least entitled guy I've ever met. And lo and behold, Rashad White last week is um, is is helping Leonard Fournette, the veteran Lombardi Leonard. Uh, deal with his frustrations on the sideline. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I'll tell you a great example of, of that because <clears throat> um, we both were involved with this when we when we talked to Dak Prescott at the combine. Yeah, you we knew right away. Again, I, exactly. I, 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 you could just see it. You could just see it talking. You know, because we spent 10, 15 minutes talking with him, and you could just see that this kid, as a human being, as a person. Was, yep. was exactly what you wanted. You know, does that mean he's going to throw a better ball? And no, but you just knew that given an opportunity, he was going to make the absolute most of it. You knew he was dead serious. Correct. Dead serious. You know who, by the way, not to go off on a tangent, I've done uh, 150 players and the number one guy who, where I came away like, wow, I've never seen a guy that eager to show what he can do, Josh Allen. Oh, I've been I've been around Josh Allen. I've been around Josh Allen. Unbelievable dude. Unbelievable dude. Well, yeah. um, we'll wrap on that note. That was a, a good little uh, convo here. And again, it's just a part of the puzzle here that we produce over at fantasypoints.com with Greg Cosell's content here. And we'll do the live stream on Thursday with me, Greg, and Adam Kaplan previewing the entire Week 10 slate. A little quicker here, Greg. But uh, you know what? We... Um, we gained that hour last week. We're feeling pretty good. Um, we'll uh, end it here and make sure you no, listen. I, just, to- I love these convos, John, you know, because 
And I hope people can appreciate it that this is not like a hardcore fantasy half hour or 35 minutes that we're just kind of talking. And I love that we can go off on tangents. Um, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned uh, Josh Allen, the player who I've been very fortunate to have been around and I know him and, you know, is, is Bryce Young, obviously not an NFL player. And he's going to yeah. blow away NFL teams. Yeah. When you spend time with Bryce Young, you're just truly, truly blown away. You know, so you met him at the Maxwell Club. I'm, no, I I'm met guessing. him in other things. Couple as well. things, I've yeah. Okay, I talked to him. You know, oh yeah, uh, he's he's just an unbelievable kid, and he's super smart. And you know, it, he's going to be one of those guys that that's going to he, he's going to get NFL teams excited. Well, I mean, I'm all about that. That, that is giving me a big edge that people don't realize that it's true. I, I'm I'm very good with with that kind of stuff. Actually, Greg, I. I I did forget one thing real quick, so we won't. We will probably go to the thirty. Um, okay. I, you saw uh, Herbert, so I, you know, it seems to me looking at your notes. And by the way, this um, this rookie left tackle is grading out pretty damn well. Yeah, and um, he was actually most people thought because I watched him coming out of Georgia. Most people thought he played guard in the NFL, but he's done. But don't forget, keep one thing in mind: you can help your offensive line. You know, everybody just says, oh, I don't understand. Herbert's got a big arm. Why do they throw the ball short? Okay. You know, you've heard that. Everybody says that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's other factors involved. Their offensive line, first of all, they got the rookie at left tackle. They've got kind of a bit of a revolving door at right tackle. Right tackle has been a problem. Uh, you know, they're years. starting a rookie right guard who's done pretty well, the kid from Boston College. But even, you know, you can't expose your offensive line like that. And for all we know, Herbert could still be fighting that injury. That was a severe injury. You don't want yeah. him getting hit. And he's a guy that will stand and deliver. So, you know, there's a lot of factors here that go into play as to whether, you know, you want him drop taking deep drops and throwing the ball down the field right now. You know, and I must admit, early this week, my mind drifted to a place where I started thinking, okay, well, maybe this guy isn't a perfect prospect, as he's shown almost. But... From the looks of it, and the sounds of your, from the sounds of your description and the looks of your notes here, it seems like he's the same guy. It's just the situation around him has got it really devolved. Well, he's not putting up the numbers, and right. Well, look, that the injuries, the injuries yeah, have been you're, big. You're, you're in the fantasy world, so and and a lot of people are, and a lot of people judge players now, and that's okay. Hey, fantasy is awesome. It, it keeps a lot of people really interested in the NFL. So, oh, exactly. You know, we love it, but. Sometimes numbers are not the way to judge a player's performance. And and while I will say that I don't think Herbert has been as consistent this year yeah, as he right. was a year ago, I think that's evident based on yeah. tape. I, I don't think he's playing poorly. Right, right. And the injury element, too, it needs to be always considered here as we, we evaluate him this year thus far, at least, because, you know, the dude had that injury and then, he you know, Keenan Allen's been out for damn near two months, Mike Williams in and out. So and yeah, Mike it's Williams been... is now out for, you know, at least a while. Cause it's a high ankle sprain. And, and by the way, I out. saw you noted, uh, Isaiah Spiller, the rookie, uh, any thoughts? Uh, looked like he, um, did some good things. Yeah. I mean, he, they used him for what he is. He's an inside runner. That's his strength. Um, he'll, he'll fight for yards. You know, what really stood out to me was, it was a pass protection play where he really took on the blitzing linebacker and he really nailed him. That really stood out to me. Well, that'll help get him on the field here. And that does get us over that 30-minute mark there. So we'll wrap it up here. Great stuff uh, for week number 10. Good luck to everybody. And again, tune in to all the other podcasts and check out the live stream at fantasypoints.com. 
promo code Hanson22 can save you 10% off of those discounted prices. Uh, For Greg, I'm John. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Yeah.